Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a post-match pint in association with Purity Ale. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by Neil to discuss Arsenal 2, Aston Villa 1. Neil should appear on the screen very shortly, but before he does, don't forget to use the code hashtag VillaView if you want to get some goods from Purity. There he is. There's the magic man, Neil, looking about as happy as I feel. Got to be honest, Neil, it's getting tough doing these shows. It feels like they're daily at the moment as well. And when you do so much talking about football as I do, it's literally a release to get to talk about anything that's not Villa at this point, because I think they are finally destroying my soul. Not because of last night, because I expected to lose to Arsenal, but just in general now, it's becoming hard work. And they did okay last night, didn't they? They, they, they did all right. That, that seems to be the, the bar at the moment. Did we do okay? And I probably would have accepted a narrow defeat before the game, which tells you everything about where we are. And I absolutely hate that I feel like that, but probably deserve to lose. But again, in a lot of ways now, our own worst enemies. Oh, we 100% deserve to lose. You know, there was a 10, 15 minute period in the first half where it was just completing another pinball in our penalty area for like time after time and after time again, the composure was completely and utterly out the window. It even affected our big players like Martinez, you know, somebody who, yeah, this season he has probably looked a small bit shaky with a couple of things. Um, very infrequently last season, but like two years ago he was imperious and stuff like that wouldn't have happened. So there's a level of lack of, there's a level of confidence that's missing, is permeating throughout the whole squad. And, you know, there's only so many times that, that, that uh, you can keep repelling attacks like that. It was it was better at times, you know. Yeah, la- last night from the point of view of effort, I suppose, really, and uh, and fight. Uh, Jamagin kicked the guy, which was something different. Um, but I agree with you. Last night was one that we would have chalked up to lose. I think it's just the manner that we lost in. It's the fact that we had no. Uh, like the mental frailty is just huge and it's a massive point at the moment. You know, we're conceding directly after we score oh, and like mind. we might as well just take out a machine gun and blow our feet off at that stage because like we're no good at holding on to a lead. And it's uh, like that's good. That permeates through everything, as I say, and, 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 and confidence must be super, super low at the moment. Never mind conceding directly after you score. I just, I, Dan, as well, before we go on there, was it subliminal that you put on the Tim Sherwood um, top today? 
Or is that just how you feel? Does it bring you back to those days? Does he the heights of Tim Sherwood? I mean, at the moment, it feels very similar. It does. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it doesn't feel that far off. And I, again, I hate to, to, to say that at the moment. I, you make some points there, and I think there's lots wrong with us at, at the moment. It's on the ball, off the ball. But this conceding draft you've scored, hmm. that is a hallmark of an awful side. It's not good. You can't you can't dress that up. And to the season to be five games old and to have had that happen in three games already, we've only scored four goals, is it, as well? Just alarm bells are going off in, inside my head. If you look at those three individual games as well, you know, these aren't things that just change games. They change seasons. So we go turning up against Everton. I think me and you have had this discussion before, and I think it's your point that I'm stealing now. You know, you go turning up against Everton, you concede straight after you've, after you've scored to make the game that sh- should be comfortable. You then bombarded. Your centre back gets a pretty much season killing injury because you've so pinned back because you've conceded a stupid goal after you've gone turning up. That's completely disrupted our season. You get yourselves ahead against a good team in Crystal Palace. Finally, the chance to get a little bit of momentum. No, let's concede again within within under two minutes. Pathetic, and then just Palace just bullied us all game. And then last night, you know, you ride your luck. Yeah, there were some defensive heroics in there. There was some awful defending in there as well, by the way. But there was some defensive heroics and there was players putting bodies on the line. You get yourself to 1-1. And then again, in under two minutes, it's 2-1 with just shambolic defending. People not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I don't like singling people out, but I can't say all over the place at the moment. He's never standing where I would expect a centre-back to be standing. And a lot of goals come from that area, I'm afraid. That's just the way it is at the moment. At the moment, I think he needs taken out for, for his own good. Bednarek yeah, or no yeah. Bednarek, although I did say we weren't going to talk about transfers in 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 this show. Who? Who? I can't oh. understand. I can't understand why Chambers isn't starting over him. I've, to be, I've been brutally honest. I cannot understand what what Chambers has to do to get a start over concert. Yeah. Concert needs taken out for his own good at, at, at this stage, in, in in my opinion. But you know, we're not good all over. Luca Dean, four games in. I don't think he's had a good game yet this season I, th- I think he's looked miles off it to be honest cash isn't the isn't the player of last season i thought mings had a, had a decent game to his to his credit you know of times it felt like he was keeping that back line together martinez has made a couple of mistakes yes but bad bits of goalkeeping but the guy's too busy throughout the game anyway you know and arsenal are a very very good team they'll take teams apart this season no doubt and we didn't get taken apart but again being brutally honest we probably should have done we should, yeah, and and you know it's just going back to the goals that we conceded there as well because, and, and you talk about that we don't want to be digging out players or whatever. But I said I didn't want to do it, and then I've gone and just done it. But yeah, they've, know, they've, people aren't performing. They've come from hesitancy on that right hand side. You know, they've come from hesitancy on that right hand side. The Everton goal comes. Cash was injured, in fairness, but that ball comes across the box, takes a deflection. I think off Kanza, if I'm not mistaken, or was it a deflection off Martinez? I don't know, the Martinez to get, get a save to it. Someone might remind me in the comments. And then it hits, essentially hits off Dina. Dina can't get out of the way of that. But we have a man on the right hand side who couldn't, who's either injured or cramping or something like that, but it comes from that side. Likewise, Zaha just pins himself to the left to the left wing like he did against Liverpool. Ball breaks to him after we score, and then they, he just runs through. Kanza wasn't, wasn't strong enough, didn't bring him down. Cash could have done a small bit more, and we're one all again. And then last night, same thing happens. Cash pulls right tight in beside the post, almost defending it as if it's a corner. Martinelli just basically pulls back off him and he can't get out to him. Martinelli's a shot. Yes, Martinez could probably have done a small bit better to save it. I don't know. But 
it's just it's it is draining you know it is draining uh when when you see this consistently over and over and over again and we've scored four goals you said and 25 percent of those goals have come directly from corners and when i mean directly as i said in the tweet to you last night i mean directly directly from corners like we weren't going to score last night and all of a sudden douglas louise pings went in from the corner flag <laughs> shortly after having done the wor- the worst one of the worst corners yes. i've ever seen before he did that as well absolutely absolutely and you know it's 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 just one of those things it was prime aston villa and i hate that phrase as well because villa it's it it just like we weren't we weren't going to score last night until that happened and when you ride your luck and you get one of these fluke events although he's done it twice in a week it's still essentially a fluke event you know what you do at that stage is you go, Leon Bailey, come back, stand in here, centre half. If you need to beside me, I need four other centre halves. We just do not concede a goal. Wait, when you've already had it happen twice this season, yeah, yeah, oh. and we don't. Lack of leadership, lack of, lack of nous, lack of almost nearly. And I and like once again, is it lack of professionalism even from somewhere along the line? I don't know, and and it's frustrating because as you say, no player wants to do that, but we just inevitably end up doing it. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Gerard's saying it's not a lack of effort. And I agree with that. I don't think any player goes out there and performs no, badly. I, don't, think so, I don't. don't think any player goes out there and and doesn't work hard on, on purpose. I, I don't think that happens in, in professional football. What I will say is we are tactically, we were all over the place. Oh, we don't have a bad. clue either way at the moment. Going forwards or defending, I don't see anything that looks organised, particularly defensively when we're defending. I don't see anything in, in, in transition that makes me think that we know what we're doing. And, and going forward, Ollie Watkins, two games in a row. I feel so, I actually feel sorry yeah. for Ollie Watkins. People can slag him off all you want to say we need a striker. We don't have anyone up there. It doesn't matter at the moment. Ollie Watkins is running his socks off up there. He's running the channels. He's doing the things that he should be doing as a lone forward, especially up against a good team like Arsenal. But you need, you need some help. Give the guy some service. There's just nothing for him. I, I genuinely sat there just feeling completely sorry for Ollie Watkins last night. I agree. He, he had nothing to do because... Same with the West Ham game, to be honest. Nothing came his way. Absolutely nothing came his way. 26 touches in the whole game was what he had. 26 touches in the whole game. I was saying that, John McGinn only had 29. 29 touches of the ball in a game for a central midfield player. Yeah, I mean, the midfield, it's, it's not 29. there. The midfield's not there. That's not me having to go at McGinn. I honestly no, think it, at the moment we're just restricting him. We're not letting him do anything that he's good at and he's suffering as, an, as, a, as a result of that. I think the captaincy things created a, a dialogue and created things that just aren't helpful. Not helpful for him, in, in all honesty. John McGinn's a good footballer. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. If you let John McGinn play his natural game, there's an effective Premier League player there. But we're just curtailing him. The midfield setup has not worked for such a long time now. Yeah, after looking the midfield looking somewhat okay against West Ham, especially in that first half, he's gone back to a, to a, to the two number eights that it hasn't worked for too long now, and that's not having to go at Jacob Ramsey, and that's not having to go at John McGinn because it's I know the they're both good players. Fading. But that the setup error. is not yeah. working, and it hasn't worked for a long time. So to go back to it, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. Now I don't know whether Douglas Luiz has been left out for other reasons. Obviously, we know there's, there's transfer activity going on at, at the moment. I said I wasn't going to talk about transfers, so I'll leave it. I'll leave it for later. But you know, I mean, that may have been why Douglas Louise was was left out last night. But whatever, that midfield has not worked for too long, and we're just continuing to trot it out, and it's doing my head in. Yeah, and it's still like Kamara, obviously aside. I, I think no matter yeah, what, yeah, I'm not knocking Kamara, him. It's not his fault. Exactly, it's and it's, he's doing his job in the main. 
I thought he was okay last night. I thought he tracked yep. back well. There was a couple of times when he, you know, he got back at when they were trying to trying to break. Yes, there was one errant pass he made that didn't go anywhere near him, but Tyrone Mings and nearly left Gabriel Jesus in. But um, I think I think in the main that he did pretty well uh, last night. But that midfield for me is stale. And when we look at the situation that we're in at the moment, um, like. McGinn, Ramsey, Douglas Luis, Nakamba, whoever we brought in, even at times last season, or even the most of last season, bar one or two odd games, the, mid- the midfield looked look stale. And it's the same midfield players. Okay, Jacob Ramsey probably gets a bit of a pass because he's only 18 months into his Villa career. But it's the same three midfielders over and over again, or same combination of those three, McGinn, Luis, Nakamba, um, at times, that we've been basically playing since we get back into the Premier League. And it's never Nakamba really worked in the Premier League. Nakamba disappeared. Nakamba, when Gerard first came in, was I'm not, again. I'm not for one second saying Nakamba is the answer in the saviour to all our midfield problems. Just like I, I think Luis should be in the team, but I'm not saying that about him either. Nakamba, when Gerard first came in, was it really important and performing well? Now suddenly he can't even get on the bench. Where, where, where's where's he? You know, is he not a useful player to, to at least be able to, to bring on in games to try and break the play up? There's an argument for him starting. In some games next to Kamara, I would say, but because we're wed mm. to these three central midfielders, not ne- never changing from that. Whatever goes on in front of them, you know, the formation is the four-three. That that doesn't change. The four defenders and the three in front. That formation, bit of a part of our formation, sorry, never changes. But you know, they're not, a, not an argument. The Camber should be somewhere near this squad at the moment. What what has happened there? And that's. Look, that is a million-dollar question, and it's a very fair question. And um, people will ask the same question about Sanson and things like that as well. The Sanson stuff—I've got to be honest. In my opinion, I can understand it. That's two managers now that have had a look at him and said he's not—he's not good enough. You could say, you know, in his defence, he's never had a run in the team. You know, we bought him in for Brighton, was it Brighton away? We bought him in for one game, and I remember tweeting saying, "It's great to start him, great to give him a chance, but you got to keep—you then got to give him a, give him the next game." But we don't. We take people out. And that's part of the problem with Villa at the moment as well. The front three, you never... I get that there's rotation. All the good teams have rotation. And we've got good options in, in, in the in the front three in the, in the main. But no one's getting any rhythm. Because no one's... You play a game, you, you get taken out the next one. There's, there's no consistency other than Ollie Watkins. And he didn't play the first game of the season. There's no consistency in what's going on in the selection in, mm. in that front yeah. three. But the, it is the central midfield still for me. That is the absolute problem in this side going both ways because they're too easy to play through and they don't offer enough support to the strikers. And whether that's to do with tactics and setup, I don't know, but it is not there at the moment. Santan, yeah, look, Sans, uh, I, I did a piece in our in on our podcast with uh, with regards to the chronic chronicling all last year's games of, of Morgan Sansan, and he got injured at inopportune times. He was injured for the first 13 games of the season last year. Gerard came in and uh, then Jared actually played him in patches three or four games. He was coming on as a substitute. Then he got injured. Then he came back and we were in a good run of form. He was being brought on as a sub against Leeds, but uh, Brighton and Southampton. I think he came, he came as a sub in all three of those games. We won three games in a row. Then he got then uh, he was out of the team or he was injured again then for a game. And it was really the last stretch of five games last season where McGinn actually had a good stretch. I, I, I was saying this uh, when, when I look back at it. He had a decent enough stretch that time. Two assists, both against Burnley, home and away, and he played well in all the games apart from apart from Liverpool. And that kind of kept Morgan Sansan out. So there's a like it's not I firmly believe last season that it wasn't that Steven Gerrard didn't want to play him. He got injured at inopportune times. Well, that's been him the whole way through, really, as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and like it's 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 just there in black and white with regards to Sanson. This season, I think people probably have an argument to make. Why hasn't he been on the bench? What's gone on? Why, you know, he's preseason, all that kind of jazz. Um, but uh yeah, it's it's a question that needs to be asked for sure about himself and Nakamba because Nakamba didn't even get a sniff in preseason either. And that one for me was really, really interesting considering that he was a mainstay when Gerard first came in and then he got then he also got injured and was out for three or four months and now He's nowhere to be seen again. And there are two players that if they don't leave today, which they don't seem to... I don't think the camera will go. I think the, the Turkish window is open a lot later and that looks like, it looks like <laughs> The Turkish window, I think, could stay open until the World Cup. We might get rid of these. I'm surprised it doesn't. Guys. I'm surprised yeah. it doesn't stay open. The Turkish window, anything anything goes in, in Turkey. They could, they'll could. probably come and get Sanson in, in, in September. The Tur- Turkish football transfer market is just wild. And, and, it, mm. and it always has been. So they could come and they could come and get Sanson. Even someone could come and get the Camber. No. Nope. Really? But the people of people are calling for different players, and as I say, I don't think Sanson's the answer, answer personally. I, I don't think because so. we're seeing the same the same setup in midfield every single week, and it's not working. People are going to ask these questions. I th- yeah, and and I think we're bringing the likes of the Dunker. Is it's all about transfers now? Because that's ten pm, and you know this because you had specific instructions before we came on. I the show. did have yeah yeah. Um, it's a pity we don't have any player like him. The man I named, mentioned a moment ago that I can't mention. Uh, anymore because if we did if Nakamba was a player like that we could potentially play the double pivot um, but we and, could and play I, the I, double pivot now we could, we could have been playing it all season this is what I don't with, get with Luis yeah mm, yeah maybe no, isn't. maybe I actually think that's a, a good double pivot Kamara and Luis oh yeah it could be better anyway yeah I get that it's something that we could it's something that we could have been doing Four two three one would shore us up a bit. And my God, yeah, oh, we need we need shoring up. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure people were talking about four two three one last season when we needed shoring up. And this is the problem now. It feels like almost a follow on from last season, and it feels like there's been no summer now. It felt like that when I was in the summer, I felt like football was ages coming back. Now it feels like it's never been away, and it just feels like a continuation of of last season. Except for arguably, it's worse because I'm watching us sat in the bottom three, and we could be bottom of the league by tonight. You know from previous relegation battles. Villa need a result elsewhere. That result's not coming. Oh. We, we could well be bottom of the league by 10 o'clock tonight. And even after five games, you know, I'm not saying we're in a relegation battle. You can't dress it up as being good. No. And you can't because we've not looked like we've been anywhere coherent in any game. And like, there's no game we've looked like we've been coherent. We've poor, poor from um, crosses and corner kicks and, and whatever else. Uh, set pieces against Bournemouth. Yeah. Are oh, you talking Bournemouth. about defensively, sorry? Yeah, yeah, uh, right. and and we don't like, even put that league table up. No one wants to see it. I don't, that's that's scoreless. Get rid of it. We've already spoke about it. No one wants to say that. People would rather look at our faces than look at that league table. <laughs> that's a lot, a lot more pleasant. That's saying something. But um, like, it, it first good, game, good to see the Midlands doing well, though, isn't it? In the in the, oh, in the Premier League, it's a great Absolutely. time for the Midlands in the Premier League at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Forest, the most successful, have four points. I mean, same <laughs> same Bournemouth ahead of us, having what's their what was their goal difference? There minus sixteen or, or yeah. whatever we were. Yeah, they've got more points than us, Bournemouth. Yeah, just sat their manager. It's not good, is it? No, I'm it's laughing. Not good. It's an uncomfortable laughter. It, it's 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 not good. And look, there's there's like I don't think there's very many fans that will sit here and go, look, we. It's not a case of Gerard in and Gerard out, and what camp you're in for me at the moment. Look, if he leaves, he leaves. If the board get rid of him, they get rid of him. If he stays, he needs to change his tactics. And like, it's more of a case of about Villa win. I don't care how we do it. I genuinely couldn't care who's sitting in the dugout. 
So with regards to that, it's just about find a way to win. If he doesn't do it, they got to get rid of him. So it's not about, not a case here. I, I, you know, the people have asked me, am I Jared in or Jared out recently today? And I'm going, it doesn't matter what the hell I think. It doesn't matter what the hell you think. It doesn't matter what the hell Twitter thinks. All that matters is whether Aston Villa win or not and what the people in the boardroom think. And if they had a really bad person, genuinely bad person in, in the dugout and we were winning, it would be like it wouldn't really matter because we'd be winning, you know. And some people might say, Jared is that really bad person, is he's a really bad manager, and, and, and that may, that's proving itself to be the case at the moment. But I genuinely don't care what we do as long as we win or who does it, but somebody needs to make a change somewhere, and that's the frustrating part about it because we do have decent players. Happening. The same yeah, thing, that's I get you, 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 we do just need to see some form of change, you know, even against West Ham, the fact that he changed that midfield, I thought, right, even if it doesn't work. She's changed something. The, the, the front three, it feels like we're just trying to stumble upon a, com- a combination. You know, I don't think they're bad players, any of those those five, six options that can play in that front three. I don't think any of them are bad players. I just think we're trying to stumble upon the, the right combination at, yeah. at the moment. I, now I actually thought Leon Bailey was, was decent last night. With Again, with limited time, I thought when he did have the ball, he, he looked bright. Leon Bailey looked the most likely to make something happen. He's a very good dribbler, very good manipulator of space on the ball, Leon Bailey, but it's that midfield three. It's madness to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And some, I just want to see something change there because you do the same thing over and over again, you are just going to get the same results over and over again. And, and that's what's happening. I mean, you look at those ratings there. I mean, the Buendia 7 is pretty kind, if, I, if, if yeah. I'm being honest. But, you know, some of those ratings, Luca Dean, left back, like I said, he's really struggling at, at the moment at left back. Concer. I feel bad for actually feel bad for what I said at the start about country. It's probably probably a bit harsh, but I do just think he's he's genuinely up off form and he does need taken out because I think his performances aren't getting any better by just playing him. You can keep playing someone over and over again. It's not helping. It's not helping him at the moment. And there's a viable option to play instead of him. Who I think Chambers and Mings looked to the better partnership last season when they played together. In my opinion, so just, just do that. Just do that. But he do, we've got. I don't even mind losing. I can accept losing. I've watched Villa lose hundreds of times in my life. I can accept that. I, w- I want to see some form of, of tactics. I want to see some patterns of play. I just want to see something. And at the moment, I'm seeing nothing that I can say we're doing well, except for shooting from corners with Douglas Lewis. <laughs> that's, that's it. That, that is it. That's probably a good thing to nearly end the podcast <laughs> because shooting from corners is the... Ta- but the I must say... we've come up with for a while, that shooting from corners. We're the only team in the league that's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I must say, it it, it was funny. Uh, Aston McPhee gets up off the off his seat and almost does a lap of honor afterwards. And you're going, man, there's no way we're meaning it. Like you know, these things go in, and I know he puts them in in training when there's no one on him and stuff like that. But are, like, is this he scored pre season as well in his defence? No, it's actually three. Louise has scored direct from a corner. Yeah, can't pre season. It's hardly a case if he looks over to the line and Aston McPhee goes, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to put it in the back of the net. I don't know with Villa at the moment. That might well be what's happening. Well, if the first corner was anything to go by. The first one, I feel like that was part of the plan. (laughs) Oh, maybe so. Let's do a little little stinky one to start off with. We'll (laughs) lull them into a false sense of security and then next time you have the shot and they won't be expecting you. (laughs) That feels like that's what's what's happened, to be honest. Oh, let's end it. Let's end it. I'm sick of Villa. (laughs) Absolutely sick of Aston Villa Football Club at, no. at the moment. But the good news is I get to come back at 10 o'clock because we're going to see out the last hour of the transfer window with you. So we'll see what goes on there. Neil, you won't be there, will you? You've got your own show. 
later on at the end of the window, I believe you're showing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on 11 o'clock. I've got yeah. stuff on the one night of the year where I spend the whole last three months just literally talking about any person with a pulse that's even like if there's somebody spotted wearing a claret and blue pair of socks i was linked they were anywhere linked to villa i was talking about it and then the one day of the year when the thing bloody closes i've got something on between half seven and half ten so bad planning bad planning do you know what i might yeah i but we are on 11 o'clock later on and you as you say you guys are on at 10 um so Ties on Twitter at nine as well. I might jump on Ties there. Ties on Twitter at nine. At, yeah. at some point, so yeah, you'll be covered by someone for the for the remaining hours of, <laughs> of, of of the transfer window. Get yourself some purity. Cheer yourself up if you like that kind of thing, and use our code hashtag #VillaView to get ten percent off. And as we say, I'll be back with Omar at ten o'clock to see out the last hour of the transfer window with you. So yeah, stay tuned to the Villa View. Subscribe with your post notifications on and you'll see when we go live. We are going to aim to start on time, something that we're not very good at, but we're going to give it a good old go to start at 10 o'clock for you. And one thing left to say, up the Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.